The crowd at the Bouffe du Nord Theatre in northern Paris eagerly await the latest work of one of the world's stage masters, The Prisoner, co-written and directed by Peter Brook and Marie-Hélène Estienne. A young man called Mavusu, who has murdered his father, is sentenced to live opposite a prison in the wilderness. His personal journey is at the heart of the play. On stage, the wilderness is described by half a dozen vertically placed branches seemingly placed at random all over the stage. A few mossy stones complete the decor and a bench. The red and stone theatre walls do the rest. The actors use the decor and prop to make sound effects. Only at the end is recorded sound heard, monumental sound. The play is topped and tailed by a storyteller who doubles up as a bawdy, cockney-accented prison guard, played by Sean O'Callaghan. The story has been in Brooks' mind for a while, about half a century in fact. He met a man some fifty years ago in Afghanistan, a country Brooke describes as a spiritual place at the time. The man he met, like the character in the play, had spent years contemplating a prison from the outside as punishment for a heinous crime. In the play, it's patricide. Brooke told me that the fate that a local elder had decided for the younger man had struck him and had stayed with him and that it is relevant to society and humanity today, here and now. This truly happened, and I saw the man sitting in the front of the prison. I met the person who had condemned him out of love for him by feeling that this was a way that something true in him could develop, which would be destroyed if he went into the prison system. This was half a century ago in Afghanistan, which nobody knew. And as we've worked on the play more and more, we find that these are our questions today. We are beginning to recognize in all societies, and today in France more than anywhere, that prison can destroy, that prison that was made punishment, the dream was punishment is redemption. And then one sees that that's a lot of nonsense. The system is one in which crime of any sort produces a wish, a social wish or a personal wish for revenge. And revenge can only produce more crime. And then I'm afraid for you, me and all of us, we see that we carry a prison in ourselves and this is making us question our own prison and our own capacity and integrity in facing it. It takes an elder, a concerned member of the family, says Brooke, to come up with a punishment that is useful, both for the person who committed the crime and for the rest of society. We didn't want here to get into the war of religions that's going on at this moment, but this is somebody who can feel as an uncle has the knowledge and the love and the wisdom to feel continually what is right and possible to help his nephew not to be crushed but to develop. And there is something that he says, which is a line, it must have been one that Maria Lynn discovered as she was writing the scene. There's a moment when after he talks about, you remember, about purgatory, about... There is hell, we don't know hell. There is heaven, 
We've no idea what that really means, but what we all can understand is the need to be purged by what you call a purgatory. And at the end of that scene, when he explains to his niece, when he explains this to her, he then says something very important. He says, I am not moralizing in telling you about this. I'm telling you of what I'm going through in myself every day. And that, to me, is so important that the so-called wisest person in the family should be one who is in the same situation, trying more and more deeply to enter into himself and see the walls of his own prison. Although the original story that inspired Peter Brook took place in Afghanistan, the philosophical play has the potential to reach and move anybody from anywhere. The actors have also found a certain pace, distance and proximity, as well as a style and energy which leaves space for imagination on the audience's side, for personal reflection and many questions. Mavusu is played by Hiran Abisekara from Sri Lanka and Nadia, the sister, Kaliaswari Srinivasan, who starred in Jacques Audiard's award-winning film Dipan. She's from Tamil Nadu in the south of India. Sean Callaghan is Anglo-Irish. Omar Silva, who plays an inquisitive villager, is from Mexico. And the wise uncle Ezekiel is played by Eri Nazaramba. He is Rwandan. He left his birthplace at the time of the genocide in 1994, when he was a teenager. The play is as personal as it is universal, he says, and not just because the cast hails from several continents. As I'm doing the play now, I'm discovering even more uh, sort of layers to it. And um, they're not actually quite what I thought the play was going to be about. For me, initially, I thought... It was about uh, redemption or forgiveness. How can one forgive forgive oneself or and so on and so on. Okay, there is a bit of that in this, but that's just the superficial aspect of it. But it goes deeper than that. And um, coming from where I come from, which is Rwanda, I am particularly interested in the, in the aspect of forgiveness and redemption and uh, how do you deal with a, with a crime that you've committed or that's been committed upon you. Um, but obviously, uh, with Peter and Marilyn, it's always more than what you see, and um, that's what I like about their plays. Uh, it's not just for, for the audience, because, okay, they go, they get something out of it, but even us performers, incredibly, we, we get something out of it um, by doing it, and because we, we are asked, well, to, to go deep into into ourselves but also into the text as well. Battlefield changed me massively and I can see the same happening with this play. It's always a journey, you know, it's not like you're doing a play and then voila. It's 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 always a journey and it starts from the very, very beginning. And then once you're on stage performing to an audience, it's just another level, but it, the journey continues. Brooks' virtually empty space, his actors, their dialogues and monologues in English are pared down to the essential. The lighting changes are made obvious to play an effective part. Silence also weighs in noticeably. Silence is a big, big part of this play, and it's about how how far can we go without being complacent and, you know... I mean, I, I was telling Peter the other day that, yeah, that the prisoner is amazingly silent. I mean, we speak, 
of course, um, but I realized that a big chunk of it is is silence. It's all done in in silence, and it's very strange. But for them, because we also have this challenge of representing the passing of time, and we're not talking passing of days, we're talking passing of years and years, and we're doing that in one one hour play. That's another reason why it's exciting, because I think we'll be still looking for the right answer, you know, six, seven months down the line. And, And also, final thing, what works today might not work tomorrow, and then you need to change or whatever. But but also, if there was, uh, this is the way to do it, then it wouldn't be interesting. It's not a, an exploration anymore. That's the exciting thing about this play and about what they do. Meanwhile, the road traffic and metro bustle along outside the Bouffe du Nord in Paris, while the people watching The Prisoner inside the theatre are a million miles away and at the same time just inside themselves. Apparent simplicity for a deep exploration of humanity, society and its individuals. The Prisoner, co-directed by Peter Brook and Marie-Hélène Estienne, runs until the 24th of March at the Bouffe du Nord in Paris. Well, that's all we have time for in this week's look at cultural happenings in France. Until next time, from me, Rosalind Hyams, goodbye. <laughs>